0: All right, welcome. Welcome back to Modern Lightworkers. This is your host and shine coach, Janet Bernstein, and I'm here with another total badass. Her name is Abby Herman, and she is a content strategist and consultant for service based business owners who want to gain visibility for their businesses with personalized content strategies and implementation. She specializes in idea generation and content strategy and delivery so her clients can keep on doing what they love in their businesses, making the marketing piece feel easy. Oh, that sounds so nice. Abby is the voice behind the Content Experiment podcast, where she features guests and solo episodes to talk about business growth and mindset, content strategy, and visibility. That all sounds amazing. Welcome, Abby. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So let's get started. Why don't you just tell everybody kind of what all, I mean, all that sounds like a lot. So just like break it down and tell everybody what you do for, um, for business owners.
1: So we primarily work with podcasters these days and we basically make the whole process really easy so that. The um, business owner can hop on, record the podcast, and then we take care of everything else. We do the show notes and the social media, the emails, um, and some other promotional pieces as well. Um, We also work with um, online service-based businesses who have written content. So we do, again, same thing, but on the written side. So blogs, um, social media, and we do we support business owners through the idea generation and, um, creating the strategy for, um, their, I call it a pillar content piece. So their blog, their podcast, or their YouTube channel, um, we help with the strategy and then, um, we create the content around it for them as well with their input, of course, because it's their business and their ideas. So sure, we pull sure. that out of them, um, but so lear- can- learning
0: their voice and their yes, style. Absolutely. And then- Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I didn't even know you were really focusing on podcasters. So that's, um, that's super awesome. We have a lot of people listening that are fellow podcasters. So that's great. Well, awesome. <laughs> great. Well, cool. Um, so tell us how you, um, how you got involved in this type of work
1: how much time do we have?
0: (laughs) I think we're limited.
1: Um, I'll tell you the short, the short version of the story is um, I, my degrees in public relations, and I actually did public relations for five years, right out, right out of college, um, got really frustrated with um, PR in general, just, and I know it's because of who I was working for. I ended up going back to school to become an elementary school teacher. (laughs) <laughs> totally random, um, became an elementary school teacher. cause at the time I was thinking about, you know, having a family and I thought it would be a great job to, you know, I'd get all this time off. Not, <laughs> that's <is> not <laughs> how it works. Um, and I didn't stay married very long after my daughter was born. So, um, so I was a single mom, uh, from the time my daughter was two. And, um, so that would have been 2004. I was really struggling to make ends meet. I was really, yeah, just having a, having a difficult time. And I was trying to figure out, well, what can I do to make extra money? So in 2007, I started doing freelance writing for a company that um, does school websites. And so I did some content writing from them for them, did some hourly work where I was doing um, website updates for schools and small school districts. And it kind of and this was like an effort to just make extra money where I didn't have to put my daughter into daycare anymore because I already couldn't afford the daycare that she was in. Um and I really it really opened my eyes to uh working from home from you know to online marketing. Um I had done public relations, so I already knew, you know, I kind of had an end to that that niche, that industry. And eventually, it took me a while. So in 2013, I was completely fed up with the public education system, um, completely stressed out and overwhelmed, and just... Knew that I needed to make a change. It was right before I turned forty, so um, I turned forty in the 2013. So I just totally dated myself there.
0: <laughs> no one, um, no one's listening. Like, we can't add. Don't <laughs> worry,
1: we're all brain dead. <laughs> I have a milestone birthday coming up soon, and I'm not very happy about it. But um, <laughs> not till next year, though. But yeah, so I was just really frustrated and and thought, you know what, I'm tired of of being tired. I'm tired of being frustrated. I'm tired of like having to ask permission to use the bathroom for God's sakes. You know, like Mm. it was just, it was too much. And so I decided one day I was just going to (laughs) quit. And so I did. And then I was like, Oh my God, what did I just do? Um, but I used the remaining, you know, the remaining few, uh, like two months of the school year to because re- I did not, I d- was not earning an, the income to replace my teacher salary as low as it was. I still was not replacing my teacher salary. Um, I was, you know, working every night, every weekend, every school break. And I just doubled down on that to, um, try to get, get the client base that I needed to replace my income when school was over. So, um, I was not successful in doing that, um, but I was able to, to make it work through a lot of blood, sweat, and a lot of tears yeah. <laughs> and a lot of stress. But, um, I mean, I'm still here in 2022. So not nine years later after yeah. leaving my full-time job, I'm still here. So, um, yeah, well, <laughs> that's think- kind of the short version of the
0: story. Yeah. And I, and I love, I love hearing the stories of, of, you know, of the evolution of, of how someone goes from one thing to another, because you think about it, you know, you I mean, you could have looked at it and said, I'm not successful or I wasn't successful, but truthfully you are successful. You, you were mm-hmm. successful at quitting your job and being able to stay yep. home. You know, it might've taken some weird routes that you didn't want to go. Um, you know, and and you probably had to to do some things that to, you know, and I always say, like, if you want a different result, you have to do something different to get there. Yeah. You know, and, and I would say for those listening, you know, there's a lot of people that reach out to me and um after working from home for so long now with the pandemic and they're dreading going back to an office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so yeah. they're starting to get this taste of what it's like to you know to kind of own their schedule. Um, so you know, what advice would you give to someone who's sort of dreaming? You know um, about like the what ifs? You know, the quitting of the job and and the working from home or working for themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're never ready, right? I mean, just right. like you know, like having kids, you never are ready for it because you don't know what to expect, right? So um, for me, it was about just, I kind of, I'm really, um, and maybe this is not a good quality to have. So maybe, maybe just ignore this part, but I'm really good at just making snap decisions and figuring it out later. So when I quit my job, um, I submitted my resignation and that was the day that our teaching contracts came out for the next year. I didn't actually know that at the time, but, um, I knew that I needed to resign or I was going to keep on saying, I'm going to quit. I'm done. And my friend, my teacher friends were, kept saying, yeah, right, Abby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? And so I finally just resigned and they actually came down to my school to pull my contract. And so I was really done, you know, and I had gotten a little mouthy by, you know, the last couple of years. So I knew that like, <laughs> I couldn't take it back. Like I couldn't take <laughs> it back. But I think you just have to just like rip off the Band-Aid and and just do the thing, Um, whatever it is, as scary as it is. I had, so when I quit, I was $50,000 in student loan debt. Um, I was renting a house that I knew I needed to get out of because it was not, it it was not in the greatest neighborhood. And there were some things wrong with the house that I just need, like I needed to get out. Um, And, you know, I was not barely making enough to get by at the time and so i just knew that i needed to make a change and i think that you know when you you just have to make the decision and just do it honestly and i mean i talk now i mean my business and my podcast is the content experiment you have to experiment with different things. You don't have to do something so drastic as just quit your job and not have the income to back it up. Like I did, you don't have to do something that drastic, but experiment with doing different things. I mean, even to this day, so we're almost, you know, we're nine years later and, I feel like my life is still a big experiment. You know, my daughter moved out she lives in the dorms and, you know, I'm experimenting with what I want my schedule to look like and what, um, you know, where I'm actually physically working, where I'm doing the work and what my own, you know, I'm still single and I'm an empty nester now. So what do I want that to look like? So just trying to do different things to find that ideal, um, that ideal schedule, that ideal life. And I know that there's no perfect anything. And so you just keep playing with it and you know, what feels good right now and what feels good next month might be two different things. And that's totally okay.
0: Right. And it's, and it's also okay to change your mind, you know, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, when I, when I started my business, um, you know, I was writing content for websites and then it sort of morphed into someone saying, um, do you know how to fix this on my website? Where, cause I, I hate this part, but I can't, my developer can't help me or my developer no longer does this or whatever. Or I don't have access to my website or whatever. Yes. And so it became like, I'm um, sure I, I'm sure I can help with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then be like, what's your fee? And I'd be like, oh, it's this, you know? And I would just throw a number out. And then uh-huh. later I was like, that was such a low number. I should have <laughs> done, you know, this much higher number. And, and then- um and then after a while i was like okay i really like doing the websites and then and then and then it was like okay but i don't want to code websites and i was like i don't i don't want to and then i was like i'm not doing wordpress and so so then it became like a, a very clear it was okay to experiment and say, yes, I've done that. Yes, I've done that, but here's, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to do this and this. And, um, and I think I love how you just talk about like, it's an experiment, you know, it's just constantly changing. Um, And that's, that's the beauty of, of, I guess, working for yourself. You know, when, if I work for someone else, I can't be like, I don't think I want to do that right now. Uh (laughs) Um, But it's great that we can do that for ourselves. And
1: my business today looks nothing like it did when I was freelancing while I was still teaching. Um, and it looks nothing like it did when I left my teaching job, it looks nothing like it did even two years ago. I mean, there's always, there, it's like this constant transformation, um, from, you know, because just like you just said, you decide what you like to do and what you want to do. And you kind of grow from there. Like we just recently transitioned into primarily working with podcasters Uh, prior to probably 2020, we were working with people who um, just had written content. And prior to that, I was doing website copy, which I only do for um, my one-on-one retainer clients. I'll still, I'll do website copy for them, but it's not something that I promote or advertise or anything. Like it's been this, this evolution of my business, um, over the years. And, and that's, I feel like that's the way it should be. Cause you know, me at almost 50, I'm such a different, better person than I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, yeah. and I think that that is what well, they say. 50 is the new
0: 30, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, I, and I totally relate, you know, I, I turned 40 just a couple of years ago and I, um, it's funny. It's like when I turned 40, a little light just sort of went off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was literally like weeks before the pandemic shut down. But, um, I had this just realization that, you know, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to do anymore. Like, and there's a, there's a hilarious TikTok. Um, I think it's a sound that they're using where it's like, um, I'm an adult and like, nobody is supervising me and like, this isn't safe. And like, it's meant to be funny, you know. But uh-huh. But it's a, it's a great reminder that, you know, you really can do whatever you want to do. You know, you, I mean, I could announce today that I'm no longer doing any of the stuff I'm doing and I could change my mind, um, which I'm almost done a couple of times. So, um, so that's the great thing about, you know, I think being an entrepreneur and, um, it, is it, it is, it's all about reinvention, yes. you know, um, who do you want to be this year? You know, and I mean, mm-hmm. I choose a new word every year. I choose a, a vision or, you know, whatever it is I'm going to chase after. And, um, every year it's just different. And so I, I think it's, that's a great reminder to people listening. Even if you have a corporate job, you yeah. can reinvent who you are every single year. You can decide who you're going to show up as, um, you know, in my coaching practice, a lot of what we talk about is from here to there. And so, Um, right now is where they're at. And that's from here. And so we we say, what are the three words that most people would describe you? Um, And then what are the three words you want people to describe Mm. you? And what's here to there? Like how we get from here to there? Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of times that's where the breakdown is on social media is they think they're showing up as this, but instead they're showing up as this. Um, and really trying to figure out like, what are the steps to get you into who that person is that you really want to show up as. And it could be who you truly are underneath, or it could just be who you're striving to become, you know, mm-hmm. um, but none of that matters. It's all Perception is really the key when it comes to social media. Um, yeah. so, so I'm always fascinated with the talk of reinvention because that's, that's exactly what I do in my coaching business is, is I take them through that process. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So in, in a recent interview that I heard you on, which is how I found you, because I, I literally listened, found you on LinkedIn, stalked you, messaged you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when I heard you said something, um, it was really, um, pretty powerful and it was like every single thing that you post or say, or do online is content. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really powerful because I've never heard anybody even put it that way. So can you elaborate a little bit for those listening, like what, what you meant by that?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, business owners and myself included years ago, content is that's your blog. Right. That, that was the, that was the mindset. It's your blog, that's content. You're putting this content out and you want people, you know, you're trying to, you know, send people to it or track attract people to your website through your content. But the reality is that, you know, we have so many more options now, um, we have, you know, TikTok and reels and, you know, Instagram stories and social media. And we have this conversation that we're having right now. And we have, you know, clubhouse and emails. And I mean, there are so many different things and any, your content is like what you're putting out there and how, how you're projecting yourself out there to the world. And whether you're a business owner or you're not a business, owner, I mean, you know, What you're posting on your Facebook feed as a human is content that relates to you. And it, it show, it showcases what's important to you, what your values are, um, what your beliefs are, you know, things like that. So whether you're a business owner or not, whether, so when you think about if you're not a business owner yet, and you think about what are you putting out on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram are those things that, you know when you are a business owner, if that's mm. what you aspire to be, you know, how right. is that going to land with your future clients right. and your right. future audience? Cause we all know that, um, well, hopefully we all know whatever you put out on the internet, it's there forever. <laughs> yeah. Even if you delete it, <laughs> pretty, pretty much take screenshots of that. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, and- I tell, I tell, you know, God, my, so my daughter's 19 and, um, I told her when she was younger and she wanted to get an Instagram account, I'm like, that's fine. But just so you know, like you need to be careful. And I can't believe I had to say this to her. This is totally off topic, but I had to say to her, when you are out in public, when you're at a party or when you're hanging out with your friends be aware of who has their phone out and what you're doing when they have their phone out. Yeah. How awful that, like, yeah. how sad. I couldn't imagine growing up in that. I mean, I grew yeah. up in the, you know, I was a, became
0: a teenager in the 80s and thank yeah. God. <laughs> Yes. No social media. <laughs> yeah. We, my husband and I have a lot of conversations about that. I was, I was more of a goodie goodie kid, but, um, he was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he not. often says like, thank God there was, there was no social media when I was in high school or college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also have a 19 year old, um, that we just dropped off at college, um, in New York and uh and yeah we we've had a lot of those conversations but every time i talk to her she facetimes me almost every day now which is great um but uh when we chat i'm always like remember don't be stupid <laughs> and and i'll just like throw out like different things that you know like okay if people are drinking remember this you know yeah or- You know, and she, she mentioned something, she goes, I'm going somewhere and they're going to have mixers. And I'm like, okay, FYI, that's sugar. So make sure you've eaten. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to like be a mom, but also like be realistic, you know, Um, which is, which is fun. I mean, this is my second one to go off to college. So um, I'm a little bit more laid back than the first time around, but And of course, the poor third kid, he's going to get like, you know, bye. Yeah, Don't let the door hit you in the butt. Yeah, here's your fake ID. Good luck. Yeah. Not, I'm not that's doing fine. that. I'm not doing that. I Josh, if you're listening, I'm not doing that. Um. <laughs> but yeah, your con- content is,
1: is everything that you, everything that's out there that's consumable by other people. And, you know, I think that as a business owners get really, um, fearful, I guess, or stressed out when it comes to creating content for their business, because business owners, we, we do need to have content out there. We need to share who we are and who we work with and what we do and all of that and the wins and, um, our values. We need to communicate that information. It does not have to be in a blog. Um, I always say, um, you know, pick a pillar platform to create content on, which would be, and that's a pillar platform is content that you own, which would be your podcast, your blog, or your YouTube channel, which YouTube, I mean, it's a search engine, but you still own the video that you're, you're Mm -hmm. publishing on there. You do not own, own a single thing that you put on social media. Right. So have something that you own where you can, Tr- um, where you can be visible, where you can, um, nurture people who are following you chances of, so you found me through another podcast. I was leveraging somebody else's audience to attract new people to me yep. and yay. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm here. Um, that is, that's a really important piece of content too, to show up on other people's platforms because The idea that you're going to attract all the people who you need on your blog, you know, through your blog or your podcast or your YouTube channel, it's not going to happen the way it used to happen five, six, 10 years ago. Um, It just doesn't happen that way. It's really important to get in front of other people's audiences and create content like what we're creating right now, which is my guest appearance on your show. That's a really important um
0: Way well, to show up. And also, I'm not sure if I saw it before I connected with you on LinkedIn or after, but I also um, did like an online summit where I consumed um, some content from some various, I think it was almost all women creators. Um, and, and I saw your, your name and, um, and something there, I don't, I don't remember what the topic was, but I I was like, I know her. (laughs) And so that's also another, you know, for those listening, that's another great way, you know, is to, I mean, so now you're in front of another group with brand new people consuming content. Um, so yeah, I really love that. Um, so, so we're talking about, you know, content, we're talking about taking leaps of faith. Um, Mm -hmm. what's, what's a, some piece of advice that you could give our listeners before we wrap things up here. Um, you know, what, what's just some, some advice for anybody listening that is either striving to, to become an entrepreneur or maybe they're in the thick of it or maybe they're just struggling, you know, because it's feels like it's still January and it's, <laughs> and the little the <laughs> year is ticking by slowly. Just what's some great experience because you've been doing this a long time yeah. uh, and you've kind of seen a lot of the ups and downs
1: yes i have lots of thoughts on this so one would be to not you got you got to kind of ignore the um social media posts that just show all the highlights like the highlight reels everybody loves to talk about their highlights sure. but there is a lot of um it, business ownership is a roller coaster ride for sure and if you go into it like I did thinking that you're going to be like an instant success. You're going to be sadly disappointed. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, um, I mean, I was a single parent. I, I was the only income in my house. I had the, my only income was my business. I had no choice, but to figure it out and make it work. So I put myself into that position. I needed to feed a kid and I needed to pay my rent and all of that. And I worked a lot um, I did not have that, you know, nine to three uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, you know, or, you know, whatever schedule people are talking about. Yeah. Um, by the way, I've tried multiple times to only work Monday through Thursday. It does not work. I've been doing, like, it yeah. has not happened yet. So I have been able to push my start back to 9am every day. I don't start That's not true. I do work before 9.00 AM, but only for myself.
0: (laughs) Well, and, and and it's only in bed on your phone (laughs) (laughs) with a cup of coffee in your hand. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody has these ideals
1: and, and that's great, but it's not always realistic. So, you know, and another piece of advice is, you know, look at The people who have quote unquote made it in your industry or who are like the big name gurus and stuff and great consume their content, but again, take everything with a grain of salt. So Amy Porterfield is amazing. I tried to be her and tried to do like the opt-ins like, she had a different opt-in. I don't know if she still does this, but she had a different opt-in for like almost every podcast episode. And so I was like, well, I can do that too. No, I can't because guess what? She has a giant team. I have a very small team and that's not a priority for us. You know, we actually need to do our client work and get paid and we have very different business models. So you have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. And then something else I would say too, um, is surround yourself with the right people. So when I first started and actually I was just talking to this particular client right before this, um, right before we hopped on this call, Um, I have a a particular client who I met in um, a Facebook group, like maybe six years ago, and she started stalking me. She hired me to do a couple of really little projects um, for her and then eventually hired me to do some long-term retainer work. And we're still working together today. She so doing the the coffee chats early on was a huge um, help for me. Like that, I met so many people who I'm still friends with, and you know we refer business to one another. But this particular client has been an abs oops, an absolute game changer for me in my business. There was a point a couple of years ago where almost every single client I had was a referral from her. Wow. So surrounding yourself with the right people and doing really great work for, you know, well, for everyone you work with, but for the right people
0: yeah,
1: is, is huge. And that's where your referrals will come from. She's introduced me to like so many people and she's way further ahead in business than I am um, at this stage. She, she grew something totally amazing and different, but um, yeah, like surround yourself with the right people and make connections because mm. just posting things on social media and running away doesn't work. Right. Um, I've tried that too. <laughs> doesn't <Right>. work. <laughs> right. Um, we're all really busy. We all have so many, um, you know, hats on and, you know, in life and in business, but making connections is, is key. I mean, that's absolutely key.
0: Yeah, and such a great reminder. Um, you know, I was just talking with a, a coaching client um, yesterday. You know, about uh, she she was just saying she just feels so alone. You know mm. that she's just like this one woman show, and nobody's really back to networking as much. And and now he, I'm in Dallas, and I I will say they're back here. Um, um <laughs> Phoenix too. <laughs> like I, I, yes, there you go. Phoenix, another one. You, you, we're, I don't know why it's like hot t- temperatures or something. We're like, we're ready to go. Um, but yeah, it's important to, to, to continue to foster relationships with like-minded people, yeah. you know, and they don't have to be the same business or this, you know, they, they can be a competitor um, you know, a lot of, a lot of my favorite people I've interviewed on this podcast have been competitors, you know, that have do very similar things as me, you know, branding photography. I mean, a lot of the different hats that I've worn, um, I've had those guests on and, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, are you afraid they're going to steal your business? And I'm like, there's no business to steal, you know, it, it's not stealing, you know, the right client's going to choose the right vendor. And if it's me, it's great. If it's them, then perfect. You know, it, yeah. I'm like I'm not here to compete. And
1: I don't, and so I, I always say there's really no such thing as competition because I'm in a, I'm in a, um, group program with someone who does pretty much exactly what I do. And at first I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can be vulnerable, you know, in front of her, but then you know what she is. So her personality is so different, right? How she works with clients is so different. Her business looks so different than, than mine. Um, so there's really no competition, unless you are, you know, competing. I, I, so I'm an orange theory, uh, nut, and there's a woman in, um, actually there's two women who go at the, usually at the same time I do, um, in the mornings and our body types are so different and how like our experience, you know, in, in athletics, well, I have zero experience, but, um, <laughs> except for some running I did as a, you know, trying to burn off stress, but we're all in the same age division. And so during certain benchmark days, I, in my head, I'm competing with them. So for the last one, it was a mile benchmark. You have to run a mile as fast as you can. I intentionally like put myself way, like far away from them because I knew there's the one woman, she is such a faster runner than I am. And she's a sprinter. And I just knew I couldn't compete. And I'm like, I need to run my own game. I need to worry about myself. We, you know, no, I didn't beat her. I did beat her on the row though. The last time we did a (laughs) rowing uh, benchmark, but, um, I have to put myself in like, I want to do better than I, then myself did, than I did yesterday. Like I want to right. be better today than I was yesterday and I can't compete against other people. Yeah. Um, you know, secretly I am st- like, it's, it's nice to have that validation, you know, sure. that I came really close to, you know, her time or whatever, but you have to just play your own game and yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I there, can there relate. No I'm high, highly, highly competitive, sort of so. but yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I relate for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I'm, I used to like avoid standing next to someone on the ellipticals because I would, if if they're going faster, I'd be like, maybe I need to go faster, (laughs) but you also don't know, like you don't, you know, there's so many different settings. There's so so
1: many different things that can affect it. I've had some, I've had some issues with one of my hips. And so I'm not running as much as I used to. And, but I, but I know I'm a good runner and, um, Yeah, I just, there's so many other factors or maybe I didn't sleep well last night or maybe, you know, I'm stressed out about something. And so things are going to affect your performance in life and in business. So, um, you know, maybe you have a toddler at home that you need to take care of. And so right now is a time to, make do and to get by and to, you know, not lose your crap (laughs) on a regular basis. I'm an empty nester. So I have more free time and I am available to work at different hours and I have a quiet space to work in, um, on a daily basis, you know, minus the Amazon guy ringing my doorbell and my dog's barking. But you know what I mean? Like there's really no such thing as competition in that sense. So, yeah. And I think that's you.
0: That's a great reminder for those listening, just embrace what you have now, embrace your season, embrace what, you know, the, maybe the challenges, what are the blessings, you know, and, and embrace them, you know, um, for those listening, you know, I want to say a huge thank you to Abby for joining us today. We're almost out of time, but is there anything else that you want to share that's going on with your business or any specials or programs? I don't have any specials right now, but
1: if you, but I would love to have people hop over and listen to the podcast. It's the content experiment podcast, and we're in all of the places that, uh, we have podcasts. So I'm actually, I guess, as, as this is coming out, I am doing a series on minimum viable content marketing. So if the thought of like creating content is really stressful and you're not, you don't know where to start. I have identified certain pieces and types of content that I feel every business should have. And so I'm doing a, it's a seven part series over the course of 14 weeks because I alternate solo episodes and um, guest episodes. So over the next 14 weeks, there will be seven episodes all about minimum viable
0: content marketing. Awesome. So we'll make sure we Um, have a link to the content experiment podcast so you guys can catch her. um, And it sounds like some content that we all need to be consuming. Um, As as a business owner, it feels like we're always looking for more content. So so definitely we'll be checking that out. We'll make sure we get all the links there. Um, Thank you again, Abby, for joining us. This was um, absolutely so much fun. And, um, once again, being a modern light worker is just about sharing your light in whatever space you're in. And Abby is certainly doing that. Um, so we were honored to have her, um, this is your shine coach and host, Janet Bernstein, just a reminder that it's time to stop hiding and start shining and why the hell not. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.